Welcome back to Rob Gill's Epic Financial Strategies Podcast. If you like what you're hearing and want to learn how to take action on your financial future, click the link in our bio to speak to us directly. To learn more about how you can achieve financial freedom, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow Rob Gill all over social media. Financial freedom awaits. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Rob Gill, Epic Financial Strategies. And tonight, we have with us Dan Geltrude, America's accountant. And by the way, this is the first time you're in the studio since we got it done. Fantastic, Rob. I absolutely love it. Way too much class for you, but I like it. (laughs) He's right. Listen, you know, I got to be able to model after what other people are doing out there. And uh, being able to see you on, on, on TV all the time, whether it's Fox News, whether it's, you know, the other channels that you're, you're currently doing business with, it's amazing to see you out there. And, and I think that um, in December, one of the weeks that you had your best week ever. Yeah, I mean, in December, it was maybe a lot of other talent was on vacation. Maybe. So I was, you know, the fill-in, that's fine. Yeah, but I did like 15 national hits in one week. So, so that's my record. So 15 national hits in set. What does that actually mean? Like you're on TV, you're going on a national audience and you did it 15 separate times on separate channels in seven days. Uh, well, some of the channels overlapped. Yep. Yes. But yeah, it was 15 different segments, different topics. Wow. And they fire away and I answer. And do you know, like, do you have a tracking? I'm just curious to myself. Do you have a tracking on how many views or how, ma- how many people were able to see that? Do you get numbers on stuff like that? I don't get that number, those numbers. But you know what's interesting, Rob, is that the stations themselves, they're actually tracking literally in real time yeah. how many people are watching. Yeah. So it comes down to this. If people are watching, they keep you on. If people aren't watching, you get the hook. It sounds like the, the NFL. That's exactly. It sounds just like the NFL. Or get out. Yes, I love it. So, you know, tonight I'm, I'm happy that we're kind of playing a little bit here and we're going to get into some topics real quick. Just to kind of like for all the folks that are out there, you know, I think that one thing we could all agree on. Uh, and I love the way you not only view the world economically as well as politically, but the way you're able to kind of share that message with everybody. So there's nothing but chaos and confusion every single day from a news perspective, right? The news, the news cycle. One of the things you always mentioned to me privately is one of your goals is to control the news cycle, right? And now you've told everybody that. And I so love go that. Ahead. I love that. Um, <laughs> but in all good ways in the messaging. So, you know, here's the question I have, because we look at 2020. 21, 2021, and all we're hearing over and over again, and it's real. I see it in gas. I see it in steaks. I see it in food. But inflation, inflation, you know, we hear that it's the highest it's been in 40 years, right? And and we know that there's a bifurcation of inflation. But but to all the middle class folks that are out there and, and, and what that world looks like as far as inflation, how it's run away, and what does that look like going forward, at least this year, as I know you're not inside and you don't know what the game plan is, but politically, they're going to have to make some adjustments if they have any chance at the at the election in, in November. What are your thoughts on that? Well, let me start with this. The situation that we have with inflation right now, yeah. man-made. It's yep. man-made. Now, people want to say, well, it's the virus. The virus caused all this. We can't get supplies. We can't get goods because the virus causes. Well, the virus was the cause. The effect, Rob, was policy. That reaction is what brought us to where we are today with inflation. And the reason I say that is because 
if we did not have policies which incentivized people not to go to work, yep. if we did not have mandates that would cause people to lose their jobs, we wouldn't have so much scarcity in the workforce. Yeah. Yeah. Because with supply and demand, right, politicians want to tell you it's a demand problem. It's not a demand problem. It's a supply problem. And that supply problem is being built off of the shortage of labor. Yep. So if we had policies that put people back to work, ultimately supply would catch up to demand. Yep. We'd have equilibrium and therefore inflation will start to come down. Yeah. Until that happens, Rob. So in 2022, if you ask me to predict, inflation is here to stay until we change directions. Got it, got it. And, and for the folks that are out there that are getting comfortable with the stimulus checks, right? That are getting comfortable in the world of you don't have to go to the office, you may have the, and I'm not making fun of anybody, if anybody lost anybody due to COVID, but here's the thing. If you're not going to go to work because now we have the fifth stage of COVID, we had uh, Delta, we have Omicron. I don't know what's going to come next, but it seems like herd immunity is kicking in. I'm not a doctor, but I'm just, you know, just from what I see, uh, it's it's spreading like wildfire in November, December into right now. But what about the folks that like are just conditioned to just not go to work right now? Like, like how does what kind of disruption is that going to cause when somebody comes in and says, OK, we got to change direction and here's what we're going to do. You could see that in Virginia with the governor. The governor of Virginia just came in day one and he's demanding that kids be in school for five days and not have to wear masks. Well, let's break it down economically. And then, of course, we could talk about the political side of this. So economically, here's what's happening. Businesses are struggling to meet to meet demand. And that's why we have the inflationary problem that we have. Yep. So that's in the here and now. So now these businesses realize, look, to some extent, Dream come true. We have enormous demand. It, when you're managing your business, you don't want to have to think about sales. You're always driving towards more sales, more sales. Well, you got them now. Okay. So you took care of that. Now you can't get enough supply to deliver on the demand. Yep. So businesses are not going to sit around and wait for workers to decide to go back to work. What they're going to do is two things, and we see it's happening now. It's going to take a little while for it to run through the system. Two things I want to say. Artificial intelligence, which mm. means a robot replaces you, maybe literally, but it, it's a computer. It's artificial intelligence. It's happening. AI. It's happening. Right? Go, go into a McDonald's. Go into a fast food place. Nobody working out front. You got a kiosk, you key in your order and you pick it up. Yep. So how many people are not working anymore in that position? And then the next thing that happens is that people, American workers get replaced through outsourcing. Yeah. Now you say, OK, with all this technology rolling, I could have someone do your job in another country. Yeah. So now at, at some point in time. The American worker wakes up and says, even if I want to go to work, there's no job for me. Mm. So what I would tell everyone out there right now, if you're saying, hey, this is really good. I'm getting paid to stay home. It's a sugar high. It's not going to last. And when you come off of that, Rob, mm. when people come off, they're going to be hurting. And you know what? All, and business is going to keep moving. All kinds of business diabetic comas, I would assume, in that scenario. <laughs> right? You're exactly right. Yeah. 
So thank you for that. And and awesome, awesome information. The great Dan Geltrude, America's accountant, can see on, t- seen on TV all the time. What I find amazing about just the way you deliver your message, right? And and how you kind of deliver it within 60 seconds or less. The point is taken. You have a lot of fanfare as a result of that. And and I think between all the different titles that you possess, I believe the public, when they see you out there, they're not saying, hey, he's coming from the right or the left. He's just shooting the straight truth, right? You're just telling the truth the way it is, the way you say it, based on your experience. You know what, Rob? What ends up, you're right. I try to I try to be an umpire here, yeah. right? And I call balls and strikes the All best day I long. can. Yep. However, what we have to realize here is that I go back to policy and politics. They ultimately have a big impact on the economy. Yeah. Let's talk about taxes for a brief second, Absolutely. right? I always say tax what you want less of. Yep. Tax it. So if you want people to stop doing something. Tax investing them. is up, tax them <laughs> and they'll change direction. Yeah. So the politicians use that as a tool to control people. Craziness. So now in, in effect, what ends up happening is, is they impact the economy. I believe that government should try to stay out of that and let the free market work itself through. Yep. It always corrects itself. It always does. What happens though, when they print $5 trillion? Well, let's go to the supply and demand. And I can't even go on the fact the market went up in the last 12 months. I'm talking three, four, five years from now. So you so you flood the market with all kinds of money. Now, all of a sudden, we're playing Monopoly. It's a bunch of money and it. It doesn't have value. It's like anything else. If you have a lot of it, Rob... It just isn't the same, right? It's about scarcity. Mm. If there's less dollars, they're more valuable. So what ends up happening, and and I know this plays to what you tell your people. If they're just holding cash, they're losing money every day. Yeah, cash is trash, right? If if all your money is is in cash, no doubt about it. And I think with inflation right now, I think the, the number is, um, if you have a hundred grand in a savings account, and that this changes every every week or every two weeks, but a year later it's probably worth about ninety four thousand five hundred dollars. If you look at the ten year T bill and you factor in inflation, and that to me is scary. Uh, so when I look at you know we we look at taxation, right? Uh, Chris Crone, you know Chris Crone, of course. And at the end of last year, you'll love the story. Chris had a phenomenal twenty twenty one. I'm not going to get into his personal numbers, so much so that not egotistically, but from a business perspective, because of his travel. He bought a private jet. I'm allowed to speak about this. And in buying the private jet, it came to the end of the year and he didn't have the financing in place, but he wanted to get that write off. It was a massive write off because he was paying for the whole thing in cash. So he needed money and he borrowed from his life insurance policy. This isn't a life insurance pitch, just kind of getting into what he did strategically. So because of the multiple businesses that he has and because he wants to be able to travel on his private jet, let's say nine or 10 times a year, to do the business that he does, the rest of it he's going to lease out to a company where other people rented, so on and so forth. But he borrowed from his policy to pay off the jet to get the write-off in 2021. I'm sure you know what that, that looks like, only to refinance it again, let's say next week or the week after to pull his money back out and put it back into his policy. Now, for those kind of folks that get on our show every once in a while, folks that go beyond uh, the profit share and 401k plan, folks that go beyond the defined benefit plan that could be structured you know, where they want to put away three, four hundred thousand a year. What about the guys, gals that are making two, three, four, five million 
and need additional write-offs from a tax perspective. I know somebody could buy a plane. That, that's one thing, of course. Um, but what is, and I'm just going to throw this out there, does commercial real estate play into this? Or is there some other kind of uh, investments that folks should make to really get these kind of write-offs? And I'm talking about the, the folks that are making 2 $3 million a year. Well, Rob, just in general, no matter what level of investor you are, it's about three initials, R-O-I, return on investment. It doesn't matter where you're placing your money. In the end, it comes out to how much money did my money make me? Mm. Now, many times that can be an easy calculation to just say, well, I invest X dollars and I got X plus. Now I can figure out my return on investment. Where those investors need a little bit of help is what's the tax effect yeah. of the return on investment? Because depending how you invest, that return on investment has to take taxes into consideration. And that's where you really know, am I making more money? Or you know what? After I paid my taxes, this wasn't such a great deal. Yes. So I would tell everyone, no matter what deal you're getting involved with, no matter what investment you're involved with, take the taxes into consideration because everything you do as an investor, you have a silent partner. His name, Uncle Sam. And you got a whole bunch of cousins and pick the state name because those are your cousins. Oh so New Jersey, where we are, they're a cousin that likes to show up. Some ghetto cousins. Yeah. <laughs> they like to show up. So we got to think cousins. of these, these, these family members. You got to watch wanna, out for those ghetto family members. Good, I'm sorry. They want to come to yeah, the party. They, they sure do. So I say it all the time. And yeah. That's what I'm saying. You're doing a deal. You say, oh, you know what? I got to think of my Uncle Sam and my cousins. Where are they playing into this? Because they're going to take some of what I got. Cousins equal danger. Yes. Exactly. So thank you, Dan. Amazing stuff. I love it. And I know that, you know, we always privately talk about like, you know, we always want to be able to take a client through experience, how important it is to have the accountant and the, the insurance agent, the trust officer, the fiduciary, the financial, everybody on the same page for the benefit of the client. Mm -hmm. And you and I won't, we won't give any names, but we happen to both have the same client. It just happened to be a coincidence this year. And we did some really cool planning for that client, right? So, so for the folks that are out there, right, that um, have an accountant and you as somebody that would speak to them directly, what would you suggest they do as far as their communication with their accountant and what that looks like, no matter what financial maturity they're at? And, and keep it simple, of course, but how would you kind of direct them, anyone that's listening to this and wants some good information? Well, if you're going to plan and everyone should be planning the accountant must be part of that for the reasons that I just said, because everything has a tax effect. Mm. There's tax impact. And if you don't want to plan around that, well, you're going to feel the bite when it's all over and then it may be too late. And that's the problem. So plan, having a plan literally means plan ahead. So the advice I would give to ever, anyone out there, you should have a relationship with your accountant where you can call them up, him or her, and say, I'm thinking about doing this. Walk me through the tax effect of this. Yes. That's the key. Yes, and that's awesome. And Dan Geltrude, once again, America's accountant, just dropping knowledge and keeping it real, as he always does, from Nutley, New Jersey, Hall of Fame and Nutley High School as well, and uh, so many other things. And he recently 
uh, had another title or was given another opportunity, I should say, at Clara Moss. Right. Um, do you want to share with the folks what that looks like? Because I think that's pretty awesome. Well, thank you, Rob. Yeah, I was uh, asked to join the board of trustees at, wow. at Clara Moss Hospital. And uh, I, I felt it was a great honor, primarily because I want to be able to give back and be able to help the community through the, the services that the hospital yeah. offers. And I'd like to think that I was asked because, yes, I, I can help financially, but I can lend some insight. Yeah. The things we're talking about, yeah. it matters everywhere. It right? does. And you know what? For all the folks that are out there, I happen to know Dan personally, and we always hear when people say they want to make a difference in the community. And I'm not saying those people are really making a difference or not, but what I can say is he is. So that was awesome. And, and Dan was very instrumental in having a conversation with me, thank you, um, to make a five-year commitment to Clara Moss, which I did. Uh, I want to give you, you know, I, I really thank you for that because well, I thank feel you, so fulfilled Rob. about it. Um, and, and it's really being able to kind of make a difference in a hospital that needed an MRI um, machine in an area that, you know, has a lot of population. That was a really cool thing. So, folks, we, we kind of spoke about um, inflation and we talked about taxes. And for business owners, taxes look a little bit different than for, you know, individual folks that are out there. Is there anything, and, and once again, this is this is not specific, so we're speaking in general terms. Right. But I know that, you know, sometimes when we deal with doctor groups or sometimes when we're dealing with businesses that are earning, let's say, between two and five million versus five and ten versus five hundred and two million, there's different planning strategies. Once again, when it comes to a strategy for someone that has a business between two and five million, how do you kind of look at that? Like, what are some of the things that you think about? Because you're saying it phenomenal when you talk about you got to think about the end in mind. And with all the political stuff going on and different tax law changes that happen over the last 30 or 40 years and whether red's in the office or blue's in the office, how do you kind of tackle that and keep people on their toes to, to be able to handle the unexpected? Well, there's, there's, two, there's two ways I approach that, Rob. The first thing that I will speak to a client about is to say, Tell me the outcome that you want. Mm. And let's work backwards. Tell me where you see yourself. Because it's all about having the path to arrive at where you see yourself at whatever point in time. Once you know where you want to be, it's actually easier then to say, okay, I just need a to-do list. Yeah. And if I check all these boxes, I've arrived. That's one thing. The other thing that I focus in on here is to basically say there's four key words that your accountant, your advisor should be speaking to you about. Minimizing taxes, maximizing profitability. That's really what clients want. So if you know what the outcome is that they want, I can assure you that minimizing taxes and maximizing profitability is part of what that end result looks like. So I think if you take that approach, Rob, that's the key for people getting exactly to where they want to be financially and in their life. Incredible. And and what I've noticed about, you know, Geltrude and company, there's a team around you. There's not just Dan Geltrude, although you are the front freight, the face fronting person that that has created this unbelievable accounting firm. Um but there's, there's a team around you, no different than Jenny, who's here tonight. What's up, Jenny? How you doing? Major shout out to Jenny, who is the oil that makes the the Dan Geltrude, you know, the individual, his machine run, whether you're doing 15 different shows 
in one week at the end of the year that requires a lot of work, a lot of sleep, and you're getting up when everybody's sleeping, right? right. So, so success leaves clues. So there's a lot of different things going on here. So Dan, we kind of talked a little bit about, you know, inflation. We spoke about taxation. We're in 2022. Real estate is, just, you know, people put a house up for sale on Tuesday and there's 50 offers by Friday, but now we know they're going to start raising interest rates, or at least yeah. that's what they're saying. What are your thoughts on that? And how is that going to factor into a market that's just on fire? And is the fire going to stop? Well, the fire won't stop until somebody decides to put some water on it and cool it down. So the situation we're in right now, because of what I said before about supply and demand, yeah. we have too much demand, not enough supply. So the Federal Reserve will use interest rates as we'll call it water to put out the fire of a red hot economy, which means tremendous demand. Yep. But there's always cause and effect and there's always consequences to these actions. So you raise interest rates, what happens? Okay, first of all, the stock market equities, well, they're not so great with that. Why? Because what happens is there becomes a flight to safety. Yeah. So people will move out of the stock market and let's say go into the bond market. So that's one of the impacts. Now you brought up real estate. Now. There is an inverse relationship between the price of real estate and interest rates. Why? Because when people are investing in real estate, what do they look at? What's my monthly yep. payment? 100%. Yep. So if interest rates go up, that means you could afford less in terms of the price you are purchasing. Yeah. Or if you're selling and interest rates are going up, it means that people have to calculate into that monthly payment that higher interest rate, which means what? They are going to offer you less. So this slippery slope that we're headed down related to interest rates, although maybe they do need to come up a little bit, they waited too long, and now there very well may be a rush to get to that point. And worst case scenario of this, Rob, recession. Mm. That's the impact because you cool the economy off so much, everything starts to be impacted by that. Is that what the 80s looked like, the late well, 70s? Yes, that was, that was exactly what happened with Paul Volcker. Yep. Inf uh, inflation was running rampant. The only way to stop it was uh, a lot of interest rate increases and large and often, and what did that do? It cooled down the economy yeah, in was, the form of a recession. Yeah. And that was when people waited online for gas and stuff like that, right? Is yes, that, it was. Yeah, and, and, it. And, now, and now you go into the grocery store and you see empty shelves. Yes. When has that happened in America before? I don't remember. That's policy, Rob. Yeah. That's policy. Amazing. Wow. So listen, um, Dan, thank you so much. Thank I know you, it was Rob. Quick, it was a quick step in. We tackled three different topics. Um, you know, if anybody ever has any questions, go ahead and click the link below. Uh, if anybody wants to actually sit down and have a meeting with Dan Geltrude's team, is there a uh, is there a way they could reach out to you specifically? Sure, just just go on to our website geltrude.com, G-E-L-T-R-U-D-E.com, and you'll find us there. Hey, thanks for checking in tonight. If something actually resonated and made some sense, and you really want to explore it further, go ahead and click the link below, and one of the team members will circle back and provide any answers to questions that you may have. That's it for today with Rob Gill and the Epic Financial Strategies Podcast. 
Be sure to hop to iTunes or Spotify to subscribe and tune into all the podcasts. Also, be sure to follow the Rob Gill YouTube channel and Rob Gill social media channels. We'll see you on the next podcast.